Welcome to the Edge Podcast, your home for recruiting news and team analysis inside the Oregon State Beavers football, basketball, and baseball programs. BeaversEdge.com is the authority on all things Oregon State athletics. Now, here's your host, BeaversEdge.com editor, Mike Singer. Hey everybody, welcome into the Edge Podcast on a Saturday, kind of a special edition and uh, as we usually uh, haven't done post game podcasts in the past, but something we're going to do more uh, this year. Try to do uh, a post game podcast after every game this season. So I'm joined by uh, BeaversEdge.com senior writer Brendan Slaughter. Uh, Beavers, I mean, what ten minutes ago, uh, as we record this, wrapped up the Ohio State season opener. Um, so if you would have told me before the game that Ohio State would have put up 77, I would have thought. Wow, that is, I mean, it's going to be like a 77-10 to 10 or 77-17 type game where it was just a complete, utter blowout. Yeah. Oregon State, if you would have told me before the game Oregon State would have put up 31, I would have said they covered the spread. Yep. They would have uh, maybe been on upset alert for a little bit. Neither of those things were true um, as, as Ohio State. I think the, the spread was 41 points, and uh, Ohio State covered that. I don't know how a team can score 31 and still lose by more than 41 points, but anyways, so 77-31, not the outcome any of us expected, but Brendan, what were kind of some of your takeaways from the game? Well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it might sting right now for Oregon State fans, Mike, but I tell you what, this is, this is, uh, you know, take, take the Ohio State score out of it for just a second, and your team... That was one of, if not the worst team in FBS college football last year, at least in Power Five, went on the road with a brand new head coach and basically with a brand new quarterback since Jake Luton didn't play new very long and put up 31 points against the number five team in the country. That's nothing to scoff at. And I think that's where you got to look and say, well, maybe Jonathan Smith and his staff are saying, if we can score 31 on Ohio State. We can score 31 on anybody. I mean, that's a huge confidence booster offensively. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's it's hard to find positives. Uh, Oregon State allowed 721 you know total yards. There were times where holes were opened up for J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. Just that it was almost like the Red Sea parting, Mike. I mean, it was Oregon State didn't play very good gap defense in terms of being able to try to lock down the edges and the side to sides and. Um, combine that with Dwayne Haskins, just mono mono uh, efficient today, 22 of 30 for 313 yards, five touchdowns. Um, it's what we expected. You know, Ohio State's offense was really, really good coming into this game. You mentioned it in the podcast earlier this week. And, uh, I, you know, I was pleased with where Oregon State was offensively. But the thing that is most impressive is what is going to happen at quarterback now, Mike? Yeah, um, for quarterback, so – I can't even believe it took us a few minutes to even get to this. So, <laughs> there's a lot to digest. A there, lot to digest. There, no, there really is, and there's a bunch of things I'm, I'm thinking of as you're talking. Um, made, you made a lot of good points. So, yeah, Luton goes down, um, appears to be a head injury of, of sorts, and, and we'll definitely hear more from him but uh, or hear more from uh, Coach Smith following the game. Uh, and BeaversEdge.com will have that co- have that coverage. We'll have the post game videos. We have a writer there in Columbus. I, I hired a stringer for the game, so definitely make sure to check that on BeaversEdge.com. But so Luton goes down. Let's not even speculate to what next week looks like. I thought Coletto uh, in the second half 
one for four, two yards, uh, running the ball. Um, he had a long of, of six yards. So, I mean, not much there. But I thought Connor Blount's just a gamer, man. 12 of yeah. 19, 169 yards, two touchdowns, passer rating of 172. I've been critical of Blount, and uh, especially from what I've yeah, especially from what I know you have, especially from what I've heard from my sources, just you know near the program that think that uh, that that Luton's just shown to be the guy, and you know maybe Blount's just a gamer, Um, so he's not as good in practice, but when you get him in there in the game, he's uh, he really shows out. Um, Well. You know, just just to throw on that real quick is one thing that I had heard about, you know, Connor Blount since Jake Luton was announced as the starter was just from, you know, hearing things around the program was that, you know, when um, the times in, in spring and fall when Connor looked really good was when he was running with the majority of first team guys. And when he kind of struggled, it was more of the second teamers. So now I, I'm not surprised by that when they throw Connor in and for all the people that, you know, were kind of a little hard on Connor Blount, you know, I, you know, we talked about this and, you know, Mike at the beginning of fall, you know, I'll be the first to say that I thought he was going to be the favorite for the job and he showed a lot of great poise and, you know, he comes in today after Luton gets hurt and I couldn't have imagined that the coaching staff told him to the game that you were going to, you know, play this much and he comes in and just balls out. He does everything he can. He's a tough kid. He took some big hits from Nick Bosa and Jermont Jones. I mean, he. I was impressed with where he ended up. And to not have any turnover or not to have a um, an interception, just have the fumble, um, 172.6 quarterback rating. I think Oregon State would take that nine times out of ten. Yeah, he definitely had a hard time getting the ball out at some points. And I think it was more so on the Oregon State offensive line. I mean, Bosa just tore yeah. Brandell apart. That was really tough sledding for them. Um, got yep. I, I, so Ohio State sacked OSU five times. I want to say all or four of the five were on Blount. So he, he couldn't yep. even get. I mean, when he had a five step drop, he couldn't even get to his his fifth step uh, before well, they and, were in his face. Yeah, and you look at it, and it started obviously as you know. You look back to the play where Jake Luton got dinged up. That was where he got hit late. What perhaps should have been a, a flag after the after the play and you know he ended up you know missing the game but I mean Ohio State was physical and you know we talked about it Mike and said that you know if Oregon State can get out of this game with keeping all three of their quarterbacks healthy it'd be a good thing and right away it didn't I mean I just it's it's almost just kind of like bad injury luck for Oregon State thankfully some of the other minor ones like Sean Wilson Andre Hughes Murray uh, were able to get back into the game but I also saw Isaac Garcia go down. I'm not sure if he came back in. So there's going to be a, a lot to see in terms of did Oregon State have any critical injuries out of this game, which was one of the things that you know needed to not happen for Oregon State to have success moving forward. Yeah, definitely. A few things I want to go through. So Artavis Pierce obviously uh, had his couple good runs and really helped his uh, his rushing statistics. So he had 11 attempts, 168 yards, two touchdowns. He had the the, the scores of 80 and 78 yards. Uh, Trayvon Bradford obviously, obviously had a really good first half. I don't believe he had a catch in the second half with, with Coletto in there. Um, but Bradford definitely uh, connected well with the quarterbacks from the get-go in that first half. He had the 25-yard uh, screen catch and run from Luton before uh, he got hurt. And then with uh, with Blount, that slant for a touchdown was beautiful. Uh, his second uh, touchdown, Blount's throw was incredible. So Bradford, six catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I thought defensively, if there was a bright spot, I would have to say the linebackers. Um, you saw a bunch of different guys in there. Um, so um, 
mostly at the outside linebackers. So you saw Hamilcar Rashad, Key Wetzel, Hughes Murray, uh, Matthew Tago, um, John McCartan was in there. Inside linebacker, was, Brendan, you and I were texting a little bit during the game. It was a surprise to see Shamar Smith not start and Isaiah Tufanga started. And um, Yeah, and he was one of those guys that went down in the game as well. So, so Yeah, there. I think he did. I, I remember seeing him later in the game, though, so I think okay, he, good, I think he was back. But I, I thought Isaiah Tufanga definitely held his own. So linebackers um, were decent. Jonathan Willis um, and, and those guys played played okay. Um, and I was pretty impressed actually with how much subbing Oregon State did to keep guys fresh throughout the game and not just in garbage time because obviously in garbage time you're going to get some other guys in there but I thought when the um, game was not even out of hand yet uh, OSU I guess I, should, I need to clarify Oregon State um, really was keeping guys in fresh and uh, lot, lots of rotations in the defensive line and linebackers and the secondary was pretty bad. I don't really know how else to say it. I thought Sean Wilson had some good moments, but and Dwayne Wilson, I, I guess was was had some nice plays here and there, but the the coverage was really bad. The tackling was pretty bad, um, and it's yep. tough to against Haskins, who's obviously a pretty darn good quarterback, and Ohio State has a really good receiving course. The secondary was you know just simply pretty bad. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit on the on the linebacker. I thought Andre Hughes Murray had a big game, but just with the way that I've seen um, them play, and this might just be a combination of Ohio State. I tried to pick him out a little bit. I was a little disappointed in the play of Hamilcar Rashad today. You know, he uh, there were a couple times where he had one-on-one matchups with Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins, and they just kind of ran through him a little bit. And I, I mean, there were some times when those linebackers were not able to seal the edge, and that's how these you know, stretch runs were able to get so far and so deep. And that's when the secondary had to make tackles. And, you know, um, as for the secondary itself, Caleb Hayes is a redshirt freshman and it looked that way out there. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be, uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, bag on the kid, but that's his first career start. You know, that's just going to be a tough spot. Um, Dwayne Williams missing coverage early in the game is inexcusable. Um, you know, you're talking about your senior leader up there, and there were a couple plays early in the game where he was just lost on coverage. And you can't have those kind of miscommunications in your back end, especially when you're already thin, Mike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, to, to touch on your rebuttal, my linebacker. So I'm, I'm just saying, if I, ha- I mean, Ohio State just dropped 77. So yeah, I'm just saying, if I had to look, I yeah. thought, I thought the linebacking core showed a lot of effort. They really flew to the ball. I mean, Ohio State had 375 yards rushing, and when you said earlier. 721 yards. Yeah. That is in that's in, that's insane. That's so that's, just that's RG3 in uh, in his last year at Baylor type numbers, Mike. Was that a fun <laughs> season though? Uh, that man, was. He was, sure, he was sure. so much fun. He he came along cool. late in the season. He was phenomenal. Yeah, they were uh, epic. I did not think we were going to talk RG3 in the podcast though. Uh, <laughs> so we'll kind of wrap up the podcast. I don't want this one to be too long for just a post game podcast, but right. over 100 points, over a thousand yards. There's a lot of negatives to look at the game with how Oregon State looked defensively, but really a lot of positives, especially with big plays. Uh, you know, you had several touchdowns that were just big chunk plays. Brian Lindgren, I thought, did a good job um, as in his first game as a play caller. So just uh, your last impressions of the offense, Brendan, and, and some of those big plays they had, especially with AP. Well, Mike, honestly, I love the balance. I love the motion. Uh, I love just the way it came together. You know, um, you know, was, uh, I had someone on Twitter pointed out to me today that was, you know, they were saying this offense looks more like, you know, what we saw in the late stages of, 
um, you know, Mike Riley at the top where it's, you know, kind of a little bit of a mixture offense. There's a lot of motion with fly sweeps. We saw Trayvon Bradford uh, go back and forth a lot just as motion kind of a thing. And the offense just flowed. You know, they, they just – you know, when they when it's almost kind of like when Oregon State wanted to move the ball. I feel like when they put in Coletto, they were more content on running out the clock. Yeah. But but once when Connor was in there and the Beavers wanted to move the ball and they could protect their quarterback, they looked like a pretty good offensive team, Mike. I mean, you talk about a couple stretch runs, but you can't call Artavis's Pierce both of his runs lock because he broke it twice. No. Yeah. Um, that's big time. And then last thing is just. Uh, things we did not see last year average yards per play 6.2 yards per play that's going to get it done if you're doing that against number five uh, that's impressive last thing uh, time of possession was 28 minutes Oregon State on offense I mean scoring 31 points that's going to give you a chance to win most games in the Pac-12 period so I mean there's a lot to like Oregon State's offense moving forward depending on who's at quarterback so kind of looking forward to the rest of the season uh, I, I think they're going to beat Southern Utah. We both agree there. We don't yep. agree on the Nevada game. Now, Nevada played Penn State, or uh, Penn State, Portland State. And crushed them. Yeah, it was kind of a shootout early, and then uh, Portland State stopped scoring, and Nevada just kept scoring. I think Nevada scored over 70. Um, it was 71, I believe, yeah. So I think if Oregon State's offense plays like this and the defense improves a little bit, I think Oregon State could get in a shootout with Nevada. And uh, and beat them. I'm just really interested to see what happens with this quarterback situation. And I yeah. don't, I don't want to uh, just we'll, we'll podcast during this week once we get more uh, yeah, information. I don't, I don't know, Mike. I think we're gonna have to give the Beavers Edge fans just a little something like this with with this. I mean, we can each go, but I'm just gonna say right now, Jonathan Smith has got a little bit of an issue on his hands with this because now, in my opinion, he's got two quarterbacks and. You have one guy that just went in and really won the respect of his teammates in Ohio State, but the other guy that you already, you know, put your foot behind just a week ago. So this is going to be interesting to see how this dynamic shakes out. But now knowing that Oregon State's got a guy that can compete in Connor, it opens things up. I, yeah. I really, I think it's going to be exciting. It no. really is. Yeah, Blount, Blount's got a lot of excitement behind him. I think if Jake's healthy, you start him against Southern Utah, but if he's not, and then Blount looks good against Southern Utah. We might not see Jake for the rest of the season. Um, you know, he might just play in a backup role. If I think if Blount kind of takes the job, but again, we'll we'll have another podcast this week. <laughs> That's and, gonna be fun. And we're gonna get into it more. And we'll take questions from social media and uh, the damn board, our premium message board at BeaversEdge.com. Thank you so much for listening. And again, we'll have another podcast this week. So make sure to check it out.